got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and in today's video, we are back, guys. We've been gone for a four-day weekend. We had a fantastic Christmas, and a lot certainly happened over the four days that we have been gone. Bitcoin has moved quite a bit. It has set three new higher highs and three new higher lows. It is in a shorter-term uptrend down on the four-hourly chart, but as you probably noticed, we rallied up to $52,500 just a couple of days ago, and now we're sitting down here around $49,000. You might be wondering, Jeb, has this rally just ended before it even began, or did it even begin in the first place? place, we have quite a lot of technical analysis that we're going to be breaking down in this video, and I'm going to be showing you why we believe that a rally is coming to Bitcoin uh, relatively soon, and we're more than likely going to see Bitcoin breaking up towards $55,000, towards $60,000, nearing the beginning of this month. Not only do we have a ton of different on-chain reasons to believe that, we've also got some fundamental development reasons having to do with the number of people accumulating Bitcoin and Ethereum as far as how many wallets are holding these cryptocurrencies, and we're also going to be looking at a ton of different technical analysis and chart formations to come to a conclusion on why we believe that Bitcoin's about to rally. We're also going to be talking about here at the top of the hour uh, Cardano, and we're also going to be looking at Luna. Later on, we'll be doing a deep dive on Ethereum as always, and then towards the end of the show, we'll be covering AVAX, DOT, and ICON. ICON being one of the biggest gainers today. We have so much content to bring you guys today. We're going to move through it quick because we've been gone for four days, and we want to catch you up to speed so that you're prepared for this week moving into the new year. Before we get started, though, I do want to introduce my co-host, T.A. Tam. How you doing, Tam? I'm doing good. Uh, you know, feeling good today. Nice long break. Yep. Uh, but it, it, you know, got to. I, I got to work out like pretty much every single day, but Christmas. Oof, that's uh, that nice. Great. Got my shoulders coming back up in here. You know. But the other thing I did, I started this morning, was I made sure that I uh, was subscribed to this channel and I uh, hit the like button. That's a good idea. That's a good start Ooh, to any. That show. is a good start. Uh, you should definitely hit that like button. Were. We've been gone for a minute, but yeah. we are back and we very much enjoyed our break, guys. As Tim just said in chat, we've been working. Pretty much, or Kelly said in chat, we've been working pretty much every day for the last like six months. We enjoyed the long weekend. We're very thankful for your patience. We have so much great content coming in the new year. We're preparing, getting ready, getting the whole team ready because we're going to just absolutely flood you with amazing content moving into the new year. I am also joined as always by Smay, though. How you doing, Smay? I'm doing good, guys. Today is a very exciting day for me, and I'm wearing the shirt to show it. West Virginia is playing tonight Ooh. in the uh, Guaranteed Rate Bowl, so I'm very, very the what? excited. Bowl? What is that? Don't a bowl like it. against it's, a, it's a, a local high school team? It's a Guaranteed Rate Bowl. <laughs> Dude, all I'm saying is you are laughing, they, but are they playing just like, wait till you get some guaranteed rates. Are they playing like the rates. county champions up there some or something? Guaranteed rates. He's laughing because he doesn't have guaranteed rates is all I'm, <laughs> I'm saying. I'm laughing because you're playing against a bunch of high schoolers and you think oh, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. We're also joined as always by T-Shroom and Kelly. How are you guys doing? Not as always, but as today. Doing great. This guy just got back from a wonderful adventure. Where'd you go? Went up to Chicago, Illinois. Chicago. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Very chilly, but uh, we had a lot of wins up there in Chicago. Chicago. You kind of sound like you're from Chicago when you say Chicago. Did they tell you to hit the like button while you were in Chicago, T-Shroom? That's the question. They actually did. They insisted on it. They insist yeah. on a lot of things up there in Chicago, but that was one of the things. Chicago. I love the way you say that. You sound like you're a Chicagoan. What, what is the... What is the, what is the Verb past it. I don't know. I don't know my parts of speech. What's the name for somebody who's from Chicago? A Chicagoan? Ah, that's a, a good Chaga, A Chicagoite? Sh shy boy. Chicagoan. Chicagoan. Shy boy. Yeah, that's a shy one. boy. I don't know. But we're also joined as always by Kelly. How you doing, Kelly? I'm doing excellent, man. I really enjoyed this. Uh, the, you know, being down here with you guys, uh, my my new extended family for the holiday, yep. and Had a uh, lot of fun. As I'm actually staying at Jeb's house, so he can he, he, he can uh, he can attest to this. But uh, nearly. 
nearly every second other than eating and uh, sleeping. I've been uh, over, the, over the charts. I've been just doing charts, uh, <laughs> yeah. coming up with new, you know, different yep. looking on chain metrics and uh, getting stuff posted. Uh-huh. Even on, you know, yesterday, uh, you know, through my Twitter, trying to get info out since we weren't on stream. But uh, yep. I'm just excited to be back. There's so much to go over today. So many metrics. Uh, so why don't we just dive right into it? He also had a Twitter Spaces on Thursday that I joined, and I had a great time talking to some of our uh, some of our most loyal fans, like Mike C, uh, uh, Matt C. Sorry, excuse me, Matt. <laughs> you know I know better, and a few other people. Tim, what's up? We we didn't get to shout out any of our yeah. members. Oh, we didn't. I'm no, about to. I'm about I to. Got you, I got cut off. Uh, I got cut off because of the whole high school football players <laughs> joke. So <laughs> I'm going to actually do my due diligence. Well, it's better than Tim. Out. He scored nine touchdowns against his mom playing the quarterback. Oh, right. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> you I, you met my mom. Nope, yeah. guys. <laughs> we're shouting out the members. We're shouting out the members. I want to first and foremost shout out Jeffrey Fritz, who would have appreciated that joke. Uh, the Bitcoinologist and Tom Wilkes. I love you guys. You're the best. Oh, I love you, Smay. I love you, Tim. I'm sorry, guys. By the way, speaking of that, Smay got me a really nice set of whiskey glasses and a and a what is this thing even called? A, a whiskey holder? A decanter. A, a, it's a canter? Deca- decanter. It's a decanter. Deca- no, you, <laughs> you decanter the bottle into that. You, you use it with wine to let the wine breathe. It's just a nice way to uh, to flex on your on your little bar top there. Oh yeah, well it's I like have... the scene from Step Brothers. Pam Panum. Pam. That's an episode of I don't I don't think that means what you think that means, guys. Here's what we're gonna be talking about today. We're gonna be doing our technical analysis on everything I listed earlier, obviously. But we're also gonna be talking about some factors that are driving the small correction that we have seen. If you guys want to know why Bitcoin's gone under this one to two thousand dollar drop over the last couple of days, you're about to find out. And we're also gonna be looking at some on chain metrics that further illustrate that this. This is a bullish setup. We have a lot to dive into, so we're not going to waste any more time. Let's go ahead and jump on over to CoinMarketCap, and this is absolutely disgusting. Let's switch that to Dark Theme. If you guys don't know how to switch to Dark Theme, this might be the most important how-to that you will learn at this entire show, because Light Theme is just very, very disgusting. If you like Light Theme, I uh, I question your sanity. But if you click this button up here, you can switch back and forth. We're in the Dark Theme of CoinMarketCap. Bitcoin is down 4.5% over the last 24 hours. We're not phased by it. We're going to talk about that. Sitting down here at $49,000. Ethereum sitting at $3,900. Both of them had rallied above their respective levels of resistance. Bitcoin up above $50,000 towards 52. Ethereum up above uh, $4,000 up to 41. We talked about over uh, the last stream on Thursday how we expected that we were going to see a pretty big rally, but we needed to see confirmation. I talked about how I wanted to see Bitcoin close for several days above $53,000 to $54,000 before I was confident in a rally. I'll go ahead and tell you now. We're going to talk about this later. Lux Algo on the four-hourly chart, which we've been watching never confirmed an uptrend on the four hourly chart, at least not by the way that I would measure it. There's an argument to be made that maybe it did, but I don't think it really did. That means that we have not even begun the rally to the upside. We're still in the setup phase. So if you're worried about why is Bitcoin dropping? Why is the rally ending? No, the rally can't end because the rally hasn't started. It is still getting set up. We're taking the appropriate steps, but we have not even begun the rally yet. Once it does, believe me, you will know, and we'll cover that when it happens. I think that'll be in the next week or so, probably even a little bit sooner. Solana is sitting at a, uh, excuse me, not Solana, Cardano is sitting at $1.50. I'm pretty happy about that because my average entry price for Cardano is down around $1.35 now. Bought quite a bit down at $1.21 about a week and a half ago. 
Solana's down 6.9%. Nice. It is sitting around $188.92 and has had a pretty big drop uh, over the last uh, 24 hours. Everything is down. Polkadot's down 8%. We're going to look at Dot a little bit later. Sushi Swap is up 20%. Icon's up 8%. One of the biggest gainers in the last 24 hours. Icon, we're going to be looking at later. IOTA is sitting at 5.77%. IOTA and their Tangle Network used to be a top 10 cryptocurrency back when I got into the cryptocurrency space. IOTA, I haven't followed its fundamental development for quite some time, but it doesn't seem like it's doing a whole lot. We actually know of a few different projects that are working in the Internet of Things applications, and I do think that blockchain will have a big impact on the uh, the IoT, Internet of Things uh, ecosystem, but <clears throat> it seems so far there has not been a project that has done a very good job at it. Maybe that'll be several years down the line when uh, blockchain is able to help in that category. But nevertheless, some of the biggest gainers and losers on Bitcoin as I said, biggest gainer, sushi swap icon. Biggest losers are Kadena and Yearn Finance. Kadena is a very volatile project. You guys keep talking about it. It's one I've looked into quite a bit. It's attempting to do a. It's attempting to be a store value cryptocurrency, and it has a lot of volatility. And that's what you want to look for in cryptocurrencies is a lot of volatility because that's where you're making your money. Never make the mistake of thinking that you need something to rally for you to make money on it. You can short things just as easy as you can long things. What is shorting? You're betting the market's going to go down. What is longing? You're betting the market's going to go up. You can do both and make the exact same amount of money on both swings. So just because something is going down doesn't mean that you can't make money on it. That's why some of the best trading you'll ever do is actually during a bear market, not during a bull market. But let's go ahead and jump into our technical analysis. You can see Bitcoin back there. We're going to look at that in a little bit. But briefly, I just want to dive into some Cardano. Going to be very quick on this. We're not going to spend too much time on ADA. It's not the point of this show, but I do want to catch you guys up on where we are and where I think we're going. Obviously, Cardano has undergone one of the most bullish movements in the last eight days that it has in the last three months. We'd been undergoing a major 100-day-plus-long negative 62% downtrend on Cardano, and we've now bounced from a local low of $1.21, which is where I was so fortunate as to buy, and we rallied all the way up to $1.52, and we've had a little bit of a correction. Now, if we look down here on the four-hourly chart, we're going to see that there is a potential for Cardano to be setting up an inverse head and shoulders pattern here. If it bottoms out here around $1.47, then there is an argument to be made that this is, while it's a little lopsided, an inverse head and shoulders pattern. And if that were to occur, depending on where exactly you want to draw the neckline like this, then you could reasonably set a price target on Cardano up to $2. And I think that's very reasonable, considering the fact that Cardano is developing so quickly and it has so many things coming to its network. And there is so much money that has come out of Cardano that is sitting on the sidelines waiting to come back in. I think Cardano is in a very, very, very good position to go into a big rally into the new year, but it is obviously going to need Bitcoin's help. I would be very surprised if it was able to sustain a major rally without Bitcoin's help. Now, with that said, let's also take a look here at Luna. If you guys don't know, Luna is one of the leading algorithmic stablecoin projects. If we look at it over here on CoinMarketCap, we can see Terra Luna, last I checked, was actually a top 10, sitting at number nine, $32 billion in valuation. As I said, this is something called an algorithmic stablecoin project. Stablecoins oftentimes have to be very centralized because if you want to keep the price pegged to a dollar on something, then you have to manipulate the supply. And so far, at least up until a year or two ago, nobody had found a decentralized way to manipulate the supply without a centralized, essentially cryptocurrency bank doing it, as you can see with things like US dollar tether. Terra Luna has tried to establish something called algorithmic stable coins so that that supply is manipulated by supply and demand economics and market forces, which would mean that it would be ideally one of the first large decentralized stablecoin projects in the cryptocurrency space. That is a major, major, major deal. If you want to know why that's a major deal, just ask yourself why US dollar tether has been a top five cryptocurrency for the last four years, and you will very quickly find out that that's a very valuable problem to solve. Now, as far as Luna's price itself, 
Luna is the cryptocurrency behind all those stable coins. Luna itself is not a stable coin. It is the coin behind the projects that the stable coins are built on. So it does have price that we can look at. It had been in an ascending triangle, an ascending wedge, excuse me, for the better part of the entire year of 2021. And instead of breaking bearish out of this, as you would expect, it actually broke bullish out of it. Now, what we have encouraged you guys to remember is that when you break out of one pattern, oftentimes you establish another one. On Luna, I believe we talked about this last week or the week before, we broke bullish out of one ascending triangle pattern. And now we've actually just moved into another ascending triangle pattern. You can maybe call this an ascending trading channel, but the point is we're probably going to see a small correction on Luna, just speaking technically here, down to $75, and then we'll have a decision point. Either one, we bounce and we continue in this pattern, or we break to the downside. Which way it goes is likely going to come down to a very in-depth technical analysis review that we don't have time for today, or some fundamental developments. Uh, so if you're following the news on Luna, be paying attention to that. But the levels you want to look out for are $75. Uh, more accurately, though, this uptrending level of support right now as constitutes by this low on the 25th of November and this low on the 14th of December. Guys, <clears throat> if you are enjoying today's stream, smash that like button. It really helps us boot. It really helps to boost this show in the algorithm. We've been gone a little bit lately over the last month or so. We missed some shows. We got sick. You know, we've had Christmas and now we got New Year's coming up and we're getting ready and resting and preparing because it's been a very long year. We've been bringing this show pretty much every single weekday for the better part of the last 10 months and we're trying to get ourselves ready for the new year. We have so many things in the works. Every single one of the five people on this set right now are working on incredible things for you guys moving into the new year. And if you're looking forward to that and you want to help to support the channel that is putting your education first and teaching you not what to think, but how to think, because we want you to be financially free and live a purpose-driven life. If that's something you can get behind it, hit the like button. It helps to support the channel. Let's go ahead and check in with the chat. If we have any super chats, we'll go ahead and read I those. Think, I think we do, but I think before we do that real quick, let's just touch on the fact that Bitcoin went down to about 48... <laughs> 48.3, I think, is the bottom, the lowest price it got to. Immediately rallied right back up to where it's now. It, it rallied back up to 49,000, but it did touch that. A lot of people in chat, Jebberg, are I will show them right now what that, happened. You know, we crashed. I will show happening. them right now. Uh, yeah. So. We'll pull it forward a little bit. Go ahead and jump to my screen, Smay. We're going to talk about this literally in five minutes, but I'll just go ahead and show you. right. Now, and I showed this on my Twitter, actually, so go and follow me on Twitter at CryptoJeb. There's a downtrending level of, res of uh, resistance right here that is constituted by, or actually it's support now. It was resistance, constituted by a high here on the uh, 10th of November. I'm on the one-hour chart, by the way. 15th of November, also here on the 1st of December. And if you draw that down, you might just notice that where we just dropped to just a few minutes ago, as I was doing that uh, technical analysis on those other two projects, look exactly where we fell. We fell to $48,348. Our downtrend is sitting at $48,330. So we dropped to within $15 of that downtrend. It's almost like technical analysis works, and it's almost like trend lines are a way that we can tell where the market is going to go. So we did bounce off of that. And by the way, we bounced off of it with quite a bit of confidence. What this tells me is that somebody tried to crash the market. Maybe they didn't do it intentionally. Maybe they just sold $20, $30, $40 million on an exchange, and then it dropped the market. But it also shows me, see how quickly we bounced and pretty much right back up to where we started? It means there's a lot of buy orders in here, guys, and they bought up that dip so fast that you can't even see a candle body down here on the one-minute chart. That is very, very encouraging. That is not a bad thing. That is a back test, and we're going to talk about that more here in a little bit. Mm. Full screen. All right, let's go see what we have with Super Chats. I think we just have one from Cryptosaurus Rex. That's a great Saying, name. good morning from Colorado. And I think he had like a skiing emoji. Colorful in Colorado. What are your thoughts of trading using Bitcoin or Ethereum pairing rather than USDT? Yeah, no, absolutely. So I think that what, I, what I've normally encouraged people to do is, and I'll add to this, what I've encouraged people to do for literally the entire existence of this channel is that if it's not a top five, maybe you could say if it's not a top 10 cryptocurrency, look at the US dollar tether pairing 
and the Bitcoin pairing, because as you get into the smaller cap cryptocurrencies, like a rank 57, uh, then you're probably actually going to be looking at most of the trading happening on an altcoin over Bitcoin pairing rather than an altcoin over stablecoin pairing. Just that's the way it is on most exchanges. You're actually trading over over Bitcoin, which means the the vast majority of traders are going to be looking at those Bitcoin pairings rather than the U.S. dollar tether pairings. And remember, technical analysis is all about us understanding what the masses are thinking so that we can understand how they'll trade so that we can understand how their trades will move the market. And therefore, we can use that information to make profit via those moves. So we need to understand what people are seeing because that's going to influence what they're thinking. So if an altcoin is being traded predominantly over Bitcoin or predominantly over Ethereum, we as analysts need to know that because there might be an important chart formation that shows up over there. A good example is Ethereum over Bitcoin. Right now, Ethereum over Bitcoin, if I remember correctly, it's been a few days, is currently in a rising, I want to say it's in a rising wedge. It is. And it's also in a bull flag right now. Looking at Ethereum over Bitcoin, we get some information that Ethereum is probably about to have a somewhat of a rally against Bitcoin. Maybe it's going to jump up here to, you know, eight and a half, nine percent of a Bitcoin if it's in this uh, uh, symmetrical triangle pattern. This is just an example. We'll talk about this chart probably more later if we get time to, for it. But my point is, is that there are many, many times where you're going to find something on one chart that you won't see on another. And that just goes right back to what we talk about, about having a multitude of perspectives. As far as looking at altcoins over Ethereum, that's less common for people to do. Normally, if you're looking at an altcoin over another cryptocurrency, you're looking at an altcoin over Bitcoin. But I will say layer two solutions and anything built on top of Ethereum, it probably would be a good idea to check the Ethereum price, uh, check that altcoin over that Ethereum price as well. That's a great question. All right, let's see. We got one from Crit Krat saying, uh, which wallet do you use for ADAX? ADAX, I bought ADAX on X Markets and it's still sitting on that account. So I uh, have it right there. I want to move it into a wallet. I don't know. Is there? Can you put that on a ledger or something? You can, uh, because it's on the Cardano chain, You, it's uh, fully supported oh, on, on, the, on the Uroy wallet. No, uh, I, I and that. then uh, I think any other uh, wallet that is a Cardano, uh, yeah. Cardano wallet based. But uh, okay. yeah. No, absolutely. Last one I see here from Victor Sadovic saying, Quant, uh, TA, please, happy holidays. Yeah, we should be. If if we have time for that, we will. We already have seven cryptocurrencies that we're going to be doing analysis on today. So we might not get to that one today, but we hopefully will be able to at some point in the future. People ask for that quite a bit. Well, you know, yeah, one more. We did just yep. have come in some Crypto Sam saying, will you make? Will you be making a shorting video? God bless, gents. That's the kind of video that we would probably make and put in CT2A just because if you make a video like that on YouTube, it's probably not going to get that many views. But the people that do want to view it are going to take it very, very seriously. That's why we created CT2A, by the way. And after this, we're going to jump into Bitcoin TA. If you guys don't know what CT2A is, it's the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. That's the initialism for it, the acronym for it. Um, and it is the academy that I built almost four years ago now, where I teach you guys everything that I know about technical analysis so that you guys can learn how to do technical analysis so that you don't have to be reliant on this channel. We want you to watch this channel so that you will be informed about what's going on in the market and see other perspectives. But I want to equip you to be an analyst who can go and make some money trading. You can ask Kelly, you can ask myself, you can ask anybody in this room who has done quite a bit of trading. You will know that if you want to trade, if you want to invest, you need to know technical analysis. It all boils back down into it. Fundamentals will lead you to the analysis. On-chain will lead you to the technical analysis. All of this will lead you right there. It is so important that you know how to read charts. If you don't know that, then I don't know why you're watching this video because that's the whole point of this stream is chart reading. If you want to learn how to do technical analysis, this is the best place in cryptocurrency to do it. You can find the link down below. With that said, we're going to go ahead and jump into some Bitcoin TA. As everybody's saying in chat, there was a drop just a few minutes ago. And I want to make sure that you guys don't uh, get yourself scared because I'm going to be honest, and I don't say this lightly. I think we are actually in the most bullish setup right now that we have been in the last month and a half. Would you agree with that, Tim? Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Would you agree with that, Kelly? 
Unequivocally, um, I'm blinded all day long. And this is one thing to take in consideration when you're talking about TA as a context of, uh, of all things. I'm blinded by how many just absolutely bullish metrics there are with on-chain uh, data. Uh, so you can't, you can get a myopic view in that way. So you do still have to zoom out, uh, look at, you know, what the alternatives could be. If, if your ultimate bull, try to play out what the ultimate bear could be so you can protect yourself. But mm -hmm. that being said, uh, I honestly think we're in the mo most bullish setup and that we've had in this entire bull market. So uh, let's see what yeah. all the TA says and all the signals indicators say right now. And guys, we take our integrity here very, very seriously. We take our reliability here very, very seriously. And we take your trust very, very seriously. So I'm serious. We don't say that lightly. I am genuinely saying I believe we're in the most bullish setup right now that we have been in probably since early October, just to be quite honest with you. So let's go ahead and break down what exactly that means and why that's the case. Make sure to hit that like button and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. The first thing I want to show you is just a little bit of a market rundown of what Bitcoin has done. Bitcoin obviously peaked out around $69,000 on the 10th of November. From there, it underwent a 30-day major corrective uh, movement down to $42,000. We joked about how Elon Musk crashed the market because he crashed it from $69,000 to $420,000. Obviously, that is not the case. I'm not saying he manipulated the market. It's a joke. I posted that on Twitter a week ago, and some people thought I was serious. I'm not. I'm joking. But it is kind of funny. Ever since then, we've been trading pretty much sideways here around forty-five to $49,000. A lot of people got very bored in the market. And, you know, that's actually a very good thing because those of you who are left, everyone watching this stream is a good example, have a very, very great opportunity because a lot of altcoins are on sale right now. A lot of cryptocurrencies are on discount and you are going to be able to get some great deals moving into the new year. Bitcoin underwent a rally on the 21st of December moving up into Christmas and we traded sideways at an elevated plateaued region of around $50,500 straight through the holiday. Over the last 24 hours, though, Bitcoin has undergone quite a significant drop. We rallied all the way up to $52,000 with confidence, and then around midnight last night, Bitcoin began a drop. It dropped from $52,000 to the local level that it just dropped to literally about 10 minutes ago, 7%, negative 7% in 21 hours. It had a pretty big drop. That is not something that we should be scared of. Here are several reasons why. The first thing that jumps out at me, I'm just going to kind of go by the first things that jump out at me here. The first thing that jumps out at me is take a look at the market structure right here. What is Bitcoin doing? It is setting higher highs and lower lows. That's actually relatively uncommon. That's called a megaphone pattern, in case you haven't seen one of these in a while. Whenever this happens, essentially what this means is that there is volatility coming into the space. Remember what I said earlier. Volatility brings profits. You can long this rally and you can short this drop if you know technical analysis. And you're going to make a lot more money in this kind of market than you will in this kind of market. Try trading these little quarter percent movements and then try trading these three, four, five, six, seven percent movements. You are going to have a much easier time because you can stay in a trade longer and reap the rewards better. It's like fishing. You don't have you don't have to go from spot to spot to spot to spot to spot. There's so much in this one area that you can make your whole catch in one trade. Now, I'm not saying that you should try and trade with your whole portfolio. Obviously, use trading wisdom and strategy, but my point is the more volatility, the better it is for the trader, but the better it also is for the market. There are three major things that I look at when I'm trying to figure out if a rally is going to start. One, I look at retail investor interest. Hint, hint, the number of retail traders and investors buying up Bitcoin and Ethereum is at basically an all-time high right now, so that's doing great. That indicates that a major rally is coming. Two, I look for volatility. And three, I look for volume. We're already seeing the volatility. We're going to talk about volume in a second. So the point here 
is that Bitcoin is undergoing quite a lot of volatility. It's setting a megaphone pattern that tells us that, that volatility is increasing. Normally, they'll move in that order of uh, retail investor interest, volatility and volume. I think the volume will be coming in the next few days. It's not quite there yet. But let's go back out to the daily chart. Now that we have a bit of a baseline of what we're looking at, and let's take a look here at the Bollinger Bands. Now, if you will look on my Twitter, then you will see that I posted this screenshot just a little while ago today. I posted this picture of how the VPVR maximum right here is sitting right around $49,000, how the center line of the Bollinger Bands right here, the 20 simple moving average is sitting around $48,700, and also how both of these trend lines, this downtrend right here and this uptrend right here, are converging in an X to give us strong support. So we have our baseline of the Bollinger Bands giving us support. We have this uptrend giving us support and this downtrend giving us support. We also have VPVR coming in to give us support. We have support in just about every single direction that you can think of right now, guys. Guys, that is a very bullish thing. And that's going to lead us into some other chart formations that we're going to talk about here in a second, guys. I told you there's a lot to unpack. Keep up. Stay with me. I'm going to repeat myself. I am going to break all this down. You're going to walk away not being confused, I promise. But I do want to make sure that you have all the facts and the figures. So... What are the what is the bad news right now? The only real bad news I can tell you is that there was a shooting star candlestick yesterday on the 27th of December. A shooting star candlestick is what happens when you have a very small body, very small lower wick or no lower wick, and a major blow-off top in the form of a candle wick. That essentially tells you that the bulls tried and the bulls failed. But the thing is, that normally is a bearish signal, but not always because there's a, there's a silver lining to a shooting star candlestick. Basically what it is is that the bulls tried. The Bulls had the momentum for a little while to punch through. And by the way, not only did they have the momentum for a little while, they've actually had the momentum quite a bit for the last several week, uh, last several days. As I mentioned in this morning, as I mentioned in the intro today, we have set three higher highs and three higher lows. This tells us that even though we're in a very volatile uptrend, we are in an uptrend and we have six confirmations of that. So the fact is Bitcoin is trying to start an uptrend on the four hourly chart. It has not been confirmed by all of our technical analysis yet, but it is getting there. Now, let's also take a look at some of our different oscillators. First thing I wanna show you is the RSI. The RSI rallied up to 50 and it has rejected. This is one of the reasons why I'm telling you that we have not entered a confirmed uptrend yet. I have several reasons, but this is one. If Bitcoin had entered a confirmed uptrend, I would expect it personally to be up here between 50 and 70 in something called the bullish control zone. That's called the BCZ. We are currently in the bearish control zone, confusingly also known as the BCZ. We are down below 50. That means that the bears are in charge and we have not yet seen the bulls come into their own. The bulls right now are winning a battle, but we want to see them win the war and they have not really begun doing that just yet, but they are set up to do so in the next few days. And that's really our point here. We can also see that the MACD has turned bullish, but the histogram bars have plateaued. And we have been seeing convergence for the last two days. Not something to really worry about, in my opinion, but it is something that you ought to know. We've seen the same thing happen many times during a setup for a rally, even during the rally, where you will see convergence on the, on the MACD. It's not something to be worried about, but it is something to keep an eye on, and we will keep you guys up to date. Now, I also want to mention volume. As I said, volume is one of the lagging indicators right now, and not, not lagging as in it's coming in late. I mean, it's just it's not quite as bullish as some of the other things we're looking at. Volume's relatively low, but that's not necessarily a bad thing, and I'll throw over to Tim because I want to hear Tim's opinion on that volume. It is uh, below its baseline right now, Tim, and it is uh, setting some of the high. Uh, its two highs over the last two days have been basically the same level that some of the lows we saw two, three weeks ago were. What can you say about that volume, Tim? Well, th so the peaks 
of the volume, they aren't massive, but they're at the right places. The peaks are the confirmations of the breakout. Here's what I'm looking at. It, you know, with those of you who study Wyckoff accumulation phase, I saw someone comment on this. It's looking like we're playing it out just perfectly. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as perfect. Wyckoff is a, is a concept and a thought that as long as we keep m- executing those thoughts, we keep moving up. What I see is doing right now is creating a last level of support or a last uh, place of support. And uh, so with that volume increasing right there, there's a chance that we touch this one more time. There's also a chance that we we don't necessarily have to, but this is just the end of that bear trap, the end of the whales, the, the composite man trying to shake out as many bearish people as possible. And he's doing a good job. I mean, this dip that we just saw here, like what, 20 minutes ago, how many people commented on this stream saying, oh no, Bitcoin's crashing. And it's like, no, it's not crashing. The price is is dipping and immediately rallying back up, but that's the whole form of a shakeout. So I think it, we're actually finding a pretty good bottom right now, right around a former level of previous resistance that we've turned into support, uh, and we're kind of cementing that area right there at, for support uh, before we see a good rally. And I'm going to talk a little bit later based off when I get my price prediction as to why I think that is. But just to comfort anybody who's concerned, if you have a reason to think we're bearish, go for it. That's your reason. Use your opinions. Use your logic. You make your own decision. But if you're sitting here saying, I don't know what to think, don't just listen to someone who says it's going to rally or it's going to fall. Try to find out why. What are the reasoning and the things happening? If you're using Wyckoff accumulation phase, this is playing out pretty much perfectly with that LPS. And and to back that up, Jeb, can you show them the chart? Go back and show them on the four hourly chart what it looked like. Let's the spring that happened July 20th to let's go all the way. Let them see all the way till sometime mid-August. Yep. And I'm going to walk them through what what's happening there. So tell me when you're on the I'm screen. On there. All right, sweet. So you guys can see, look at look at what we have right here. We, we had our spring here on the 20th. We rallied, rallied, rallied. And if you scroll out just a little bit so they can see previous markets, we rallied to the top of the trading channel. We didn't go crazy above it. We rallied to the top. The top of the trading channel at that point was around 40 to 40 between 40,000 and 42,000, right? So you guys can see for a while, we, we kind of hit our head there, broke through it a little bit, and then came back down to a previous level of, it used to be resistance, now support. And we kind of had to hover there for a little bit before we had a 20%, I think it's 25% rally before we had major resistance. Go back to what the chart looks like right now. Sure enough, it's the exact same thing. Before any of this price action happened, the top of this trading channel was sitting between roughly 50,000 and 52. We came up, bumped our heads on 52, had one wick break through, and then we're coming back down to, again, last level of support, last place of support. We're setting up a a, a good, strong foundation before what I predict could be potentially over the next couple of weeks, at least a 20, if not 30% rally in Bitcoin price. Uh, now, the volume is not perfect the way I want it, but it's like everything else. The, the volume is almost like microscopic in terms of everything small. The rallies are small. The dips are small. So right now, there's just not a lot of action happening. But if you if you zoom in and look at them, every single place we see a crash in the volume is a place we want to see the crash. Every single place we see an increase is where we want to see the increase. That's super interesting, Tim. I think that's exactly what we just did is that we underwent the rally, uh, the exact same 
rally that we saw from the 20th of July, and I'm just showing it on my screen, to the 31st of July. In that case, it was a 43% rally. In our case, it was a 13% rally because we're undergoing a much smaller Wyckoff pattern. I think what we're seeing right now is the correction we saw from the 1st of August down to the 5th of August, which was negative 12%. Yeah. And then we're also seeing right now the correction down um, to uh, from to yesterday to today, negative 7%. But then from there, Bitcoin would rally 40% in 34 days. If Bitcoin did the same, which I'm not expecting it necessarily to do so, it would rally 40% in the next 34 days. And that'd be uh, you know back up to all-time high by the end of February. I think that something like that is relatively likely. But with that said, let's go ahead and jump out to the weekly chart. We have found something very, very interesting. Specifically, Kelly has found something very interesting on the weekly chart market cipher. Let's take a look here at market cipher, and we're going to break it down and show you how to decipher the cipher. Now, what we are seeing right now is something called VWAP. This line right here, let's call the volume weighted average price on Bitcoin. Uh, move to the upside. Whenever VWAP moves uh, above the zero level, that is a pretty big deal. Whenever it does that, it generally tells us that the market is doing better right now than it has been in the last certain amount of time. Now, what Kelly wants me to show you are the last several times that we have seen VWAP uh, move above the zero line, and then we saw a green, uh, and then we saw a green dot flash. So I'll just go ahead and draw some of these vertical lines right here. I found a couple of them on my own. He's showing me a couple of the others. Let's just go ahead and run through the last four. We saw that there was VWAP cross above zero right here on the 30th of March 2020. Then we saw a green dot the next week. Uh, after that, on the 28th of September, we saw VWAP rally above the zero level. Next week, we saw a green dot. Here we saw VWAP rally above the zero level. There was a green dot the next week. Now we're over here. We're in June and July and August of this year. Then more recently, we also saw a uh, VWAP move above zero and then have a green dot here on roughly the 27th of September. So you see the pattern. But let's go ahead and show the chart and the price action, see where these vertical lines, these four vertical lines I just drew lined up. Hmm, how about that? Every single one of them lines up at the beginning of a rally. We can see here that the first instance I gave you was the beginning of the rally out of the drop from early March of last year. The next time we saw a major example of this was here in September. And by the way, there's also one right here. I'm not going to zoom in and show it to you too, in too much detail but this also applies right here. Every single time we see Market Cipher do this, we enter a rally. In fact, it has predicted every single one of the last major rallies. Truth be told, it even predicted this one right here. You can see that VWAP cl uh, closed above the zero line. Green dot predicted the rally. Weekly chart Market Cipher seems to be telling us something very bullish. Now, what does that do with today? We are seeing VWAP about to cross above the zero line, and then we're also seeing the momentum right here, this blue area round. And if both of those things come to pass, uh, come to pass based on our recent historical analysis, and by recent I mean the last year and a half, we should be entering a major rally. How big of a rally? Well, this one was 87%. This one was 44%. This one was. 300%. This one was 40 or 50%. And then this one was 40 or 50 to 80% as well. If we see this all take place, it is going to be a very bullish thing. So I want to show you that on Market Cipher. In the long-term TA, we are setting up for some very bullish things, and I don't want you to miss out on it. Now, the one, uh, one of the other things I will mention here on Market Cipher on the weekly chart is something called the DBSI. Uh, that is the dual band strength indicator, and it tells us based on the lows and the highs where the strength is. You can see the larger the number is, that's a pushing force. The smaller the number that is, that's a pulling force. So we saw a lot of very, very large numbers up here above the candlesticks. That indicated a pushing force pushing the market to the downside. We saw uh, 17, 18, 19, 15, 15, all pushing the market down on the weekly chart market cipher. And then we also saw these negative fives, negative fours, negative threes. But now that's switched, and we're seeing very low numbers on top. We're seeing a seven and an eight on bottom. So that means that we're not quite as bullish as we were bearish a month ago, but we are moving in the right direction. And if that continues, then we are probably going to see a major bullish setup in just the next couple of weeks. 
With that said, let's also look at Lux Algo because there are some very important things to take a note of on Lux Algo. By the way, guys, if you haven't gotten Lux Algo's lifetime membership now, I believe it runs through midnight of this year. So I think you have three days left to get Lux Algo for a one-time pay, a one-time price. It is normally a subscription model, but it is going for a one-time fee of about $1,200. That sounds like a lot of money. One, you can get that off. You can get 20% off with coupon code JEB. But two, if you make one good trade using Lux Algo, which by the way, if you're trading regularly and you kind of know what you're doing, you're going to make one good trade using Lux Algo. Uh, it's going to be worth every single penny. We use it and we're very glad to use it. And if you want to get and not have to worry about the membership and the subscription and just have it for life, you only have a few more days left to do that. But let's take a look at what it's saying on the daily chart. Over the last month and a half, Lux Algo has had a consistent signal, a sell signal. In fact, not only have we seen a consistent confirmed sell signal. We haven't even seen a single fluke of a buy signal here. Now, let me run through my strategy real quick. I do this every single time I bring up Lux Algo because I want to show the world how you're actually supposed to use this indicator. You're not supposed to just look, repeat after me. You're sitting at home on your couch right now drinking your coffee. Repeat after me. You are not supposed to only use buy and sell signals on Lux Algo. You said it good. Thank you. Remember it. That's not how you do it. You want to use Lux Algo's entire package. There's 20 something indicators in this indicator pack. I'm only going to show you three of them in this strategy. But it is important that you look at it from multiple angles as we talk about that perspective component is very important. The way that I confirm a buyer or a sell signal is having the buyer or the sell signal. Then I look at this line right here, which is called the trend catcher. To turn that on, go here, go into your settings on Lux Algo, go to inputs, trend catcher is right here. And then we want to look at that trend catcher that we want to see a sell signal be followed by red trend catcher, followed by Lux Oscillator down here on the bottom, which is another uh, part of the Lux Algo premium package. All three of them say the same thing. All three of them have been saying the exact same thing ever since November 16th, that we're in a downtrend. We've been in a confirmed downtrend on Lux Algo for 41 days. The question on everyone's mind now is when does that change? Well, has it changed yet? No. Lux Oscillator is green, but we have not seen Trend Catcher turn green, and we have not seen a strong sell signal come into play just yet. We need all three to have a confirmed signal. We do only have one. But looking down on the four-hourly chart, it gets a little bit more confusing because I told you guys the way that I will be confident in a Bitcoin rally, a strong Bitcoin rally, is by two things. A confirmed buy signal on the four-hourly chart for Lux Algo and a few days of trading above 53 to 50 $54,000. If I see that, I'm going to be pretty confident that Bitcoin's going into an uptrend. We have seen neither. So remember when I said that we have not yet entered um, a major uptrend and we're still in the setup phase? This is what I'm talking about, guys. It's not that we just tried to rally and we failed. We haven't even started yet. So let's not, you know, put the cart before the horse here and think, okay, well, the, the rally failed. The rally hasn't started, you know? So let's let's pump the brakes a little bit and not get too, uh, get too bearish and not let the FUD overcome us. And by the way, guys, if you don't want the FUD to overcome you, hit the like button. It helps to promote the YouTube. It helps to promote our videos in the YouTube algorithm so that you can continue to see this content and we can continue to bring it to you every single day. But as far as what's going on on Lux Algo, I actually forgot to mention this. I'm going to mention it really quickly. There's also an ascending triangle pattern showing up down here on the four-hourly chart, guys. Mental show that earlier, but I'll go ahead and show it now. That's pretty bullish. Going back to Lux Algo, though, on Lux Algo, I told you guys I want to see a, a confirmed uptrend. Uh, we saw a strong buy signal here on the 6th of December. Good sign. That's one of three. We also saw Trend Catcher turn green. Okay, that's great. That's two of three. But the problem is when you look down here at Lux Oscillator, we saw some green here for like three candlesticks, but we've been red the whole time. So I actually kind of have to use, you know, th this is not that clear cut. You could make an argument that, okay, well, we had a strong buy signal and we saw a uh, trend catcher was green and we saw Lux, Oscillate, uh, Lux Oscillator turn green for eight hours. We had a strong buy signal be confirmed. 
Let's use some discretion and let's not look at the world as if it's black and white because it's not. Sometimes the world's blue and purple and magenta and cyan. Sometimes it is a rainbow. You know, there's no such thing as saying, well, it said this, therefore it means that. It's not one plus one equals two, guys. It's this really complex mathematical formula and you don't know all the inputs and you can't predict exactly what the output is. We're talking about meteorology here, guys, not mathematics. That's what we're dealing with. We're dealing with probabilities and statistics. This technically speaking, if you want to be very black and white about it, was a confirmed buy signal. Logically, uh, reasonably though, it was not. We have not, in my opinion, seen a confirmed buy signal on Lux Algo yet on the four hourly chart. Remember, we want to see that if we're going to go into an uptrend. And also, by the way, my other stipulation was I want to see Bitcoin close up here above fifty-three dollars to $54,000 and stay up there for a few days. We have not seen that happen either. So let me wrap all this up into a nice neat bow and then we're going to read some headlines and look at some on-chain data. Bitcoin right now is, I'm serious, in the most bullish setup that I've seen since early October. I say that with all honesty. You guys know I'm always honest to you. I can't think of a single time in the four and a half years I've run this channel that I've ever once lied to you or intentionally misled you. But what I can tell you is that we are in a strong setup, and I do think that this ascending triangle pattern, let's run through them, ascending triangle pattern, increasing volatility, Bollinger Bands giving us support, um, Lux Algo not setting up on the four hourly chart, but very close to it, uh, three higher highs and higher lows on the lower term timeframes. All of those things in the weekly chart market cipher. All of these things are telling us that we are in a very strong setup, technically speaking. Our technical analysis is telling us that we are expecting a big rally probably in the next week or two. The final thing I'll say on this before we move into our um, uh, uh, headlines and everything, because we do want to look at some FUD headlines and figure out how to actually, you know, sift through the FUD. The final thing I'll say on this is that this ascending triangle pattern is probably going to be the most important pattern on your mind for the next several days on Bitcoin. Typically speaking, you will break bullish or bearish out of an ascending triangle pattern about 70% of the way through. This is a 40-day-long ascending triangle pattern, and if we just do a quick measurement here, 40 days, we're only 24 days through. Quick maths, 70% would be about three, four, five days from now, so we would be likely expected to see the highest probability of a breakout probably around the New Year's, maybe New Year's Day, uh, uh, but we could also break to the downside here, guys, and if we do, that's not necessarily a bad thing. It would invalidate this pattern, but everything else still remains the same, so I do expect we're going to see some more volatility coming in the next couple of days. Tim, do you have any thoughts on that before we move on to our headlines? I just love that we're about to jump into the headlines and you talked about it. Spoiler alert, a lot of the headlines are kind Bullish. of fuddish. We talked about this last week. When you're in a phase of manipulation, when there is a phase of the the, the institution trying to shake people out, what are the timings of the news being released? And what is the news being released? Is it factual or is it just an opinion or thought? If it's an opinion or thought and it's bearish, I guarantee you that the shakeout is coming and the price is about to rally. If it's really positive, I guarantee you we're about to hit our head and we're probably going to have it down. If it's factual, that changes the game. That's when we can actually start using that information to make uh, investments. Yep. But if, if what we're going to cover is just somebody came out and said, Bitcoin is dead, I'm done with it. I would actually make the case that that's a bullish uh, article. I would agree. And the first article we're going to look at here is over on ZYCrypto.com. And by the way, guys, I'm not calling out any of the people that wrote these articles, but I am showing you how to... They're just doing their job. They're doing their job. They're yeah. reporting what they believe. There's nothing wrong with that. I disagree with these articles, and I'm going to show you why using the article itself. But the point I really want to make going through these headlines is a great point that Kelly and I were talking about earlier. You can't just read headlines in crypto. You, know, you really shouldn't just read headlines in anything. You're going to get misled because... If 
if the journalist is honest, which is rare nowadays, you will probably find the actual story a third of the or two thirds of the way down the page. But the headlines point is to get you to click on the video. Now we use titles and thumbnails to get you to click on the video, but we also are very, very, very particular about how we write our titles because we don't want to mislead you guys or lead you in the wrong direction. We want to get your attention, but we also want to be completely and utterly honest with you. That's why we spend 20, 30 minutes every single morning delay, uh, deliberating and debating about how we're going to title our streams because we want to we want to encourage you to click on the video because we believe you we have good content for you, but we also don't want to manipulate you. And again, I'm not saying that these are being manipulative, but I do want to show you how to read headlines. Bitcoin price abruptly drops below $50,000. Here are the driving factors. This is There's nothing wrong with this headline, by the way. There's, this is a factual statement. There's absolutely, literally zero, nothing wrong with this headline. Now, what you need to know is that you can have a perfectly honest and integral headline and it can still drive FUD. If you read this and you say, Bitcoin price abruptly drops below $50,000, there's one word in there that might uh, might freak you out, and that's the word abruptly. You might think, oh, it abruptly dropped below $50,000. It didn't just you know trade down below $50,000, it dropped. And it did, it abruptly dropped below $50,000. It's a factual statement. I encourage you to make sure that you're not doing headline analysis on crypto, but you're doing technical analysis or fundamental analysis or on-chain analysis. Because if you're just doing headline analysis, you are going to be led in whatever direction the clickbait articles will want to lead you in. Let me go ahead and show you what they're actually talking about here. Yes, Bitcoin dropped below $50,000. We talked about all that. I'm not going to go into a bunch of detail on this, but I do want to point this out. They referenced something from uh, CryptoQuant. Uh, this is uh, Bitcoin uh, leverage liquidation data, and I actually have another chart that I'll show you guys in a little bit. You can see this giant spike right here, this little, I don't know if that's orange or green, or I have no idea. This line right here, not the blue one, that's price action, but this line right here, major, major, major spike. What is that? That's the number of Bitcoin longs getting liquidated. We saw quite a bit of long liquidations happen in the last 12 hours or so when this article was written. In fact, this article qu quotes it at $71.04 million in longs were liquidated. Um, I honestly bet you it's a lot higher than that. When we go to full screen next, I'll bring up my source for looking at liquidation data. I have a feeling it's probably a lot higher than that. But all this means, guys, is that people got into long positions before they were ready. People have contested me on this so many times. I have always been more conservative about, about trading. Now, you guys know I'm mostly an investor now because I'm working in, in longer term swing trades and investments. But when I was trading more, I would wait for a breakout to do, to enter the trade. I wouldn't enter the trade in the pattern. I would never enter a long position where I am right now. I would wait until we've broken $54,000 and then swing trade it all the way up to 70 because that's where I think it's going. But what happened and why we saw that long liquidation and why we saw a cascading drop over the last 24 hours is because a bunch of people jumped the gun and entered long positions in the last three days thinking, okay, now the rally's over. We have a higher high and higher low, so we must be going to the upside, right? They entered the long position too early and then they all got liquidated. This is why analysis and proper wisdom and proper and, and, and proper you know, trading mindsets are so important. Strategy is so important. As Kelly was talking about in his spaces on Thursday, setting a strategy before you enter the trade and following it no matter what. If your entry on Ethereum is $4,000 and your stop loss is $3,900 and your, and your take profit is $4,400 or you're laddering out at $43, $44, and $45, whatever it is, set the strategy first and don't change it halfway through unless you've realized you made a catastrophic error like entering a long position before the breakout actually happened that is a opinion that's not a fact that is my that is how i would go about trading but i do i do just encourage you to be careful about you know putting the cart before the horse and entering a trade before you're ready now i also want to mention another article over here 
This one's really interesting. It's over on Cointelegraph. I have respect for Cointelegraph. I use a lot of their articles, but I also want to make sure that you understand this. Ethereum whales dumping ETH as price slides below 4K, data shows. This title, completely integral, completely honest. It is factually accurate. There's nothing wrong with this title. I'm not in any way attacking Cointelegraph or the, or the author. What I am telling you is that you need to read these articles because this is actually a bullish article if you dig into it. The Ethereum whales may be dumping Bitcoin, uh, dumping Ethereum. Why? Because most of them are up to thousand percent. They're trying to put the money elsewhere in cryptocurrency. That's not necessarily a bad thing, guys. Yes, the whales have have um, have shed some Ethereum. We're talking about account balances with over a thousand Ethereum, uh, account balances with over 10,000 Ethereum. They're shedding some of their Ethereum. They're probably putting it into a layer two Ethereum protocol. So it's probably going right back into the Ethereum space. But the interesting thing here, and this is what's actually really bullish about this. Take a look at Glassnode. Number of balances with over 0.1 ETH. 0.1 ETH right now is worth about $4,400. This is showing the retail. The retail has been accumulating Ethereum at a staggering pace. In fact, January of this year, there were only 3.5 million Ethereum addresses with over 0.1 ETH. Now there are 6.5 million addresses with over 0.1 ETH. ETH. This tells us that the retail is adopting Ethereum. The whales who saw the writing on the wall and got in four years ago and who are up, you know, 500%, 1,000%, 2,000%. I just sold some of my Ethereum. I bought it $130, guys. A lot of the whales just did the same thing. So yes, they're shedding Ethereum. The bullish news is here, though, they're selling it to the retail. The market is actually becoming more decentralized, and we're seeing that through this on-chain data. So this is another example of a headline that will tell you one thing, but you got to read it because the headline is factual, it's accurate, it's integral, it's not, it's not you know, an evil kind of clickbait. It's not a bad thing, but you need to read these articles so that you really know what they're talking about. Kelly, you were the one that made this point when we were planning, so I'd love to hear your take on how we should go about reading articles and reading headlines and making sure that we don't fall too far into FUD or FOMO. Well, uh, Taylor and I were, T-Stream and I were actually talking about it as well when we were looking through the, the different articles. Uh, and it's a good thing when we're talking about TA. TA, sometimes people can get blindsided thinking it's only looking at uh, pointing out, uh, you know, patterns on charts and reading signals. But one of the one of the arts uh, within the TA scope is looking at the context of the greater market and what's going on in the different headlines. And TA Tim brings up this up regularly when sometimes when you're trying to get a pulse of the market is just scrolling through, you know, we use news, uh, newsnow.com, which is where we get a lot of aggregate data from, you know, it pulls a lot of different news data, but you can just scroll through and look, look at the headlines. But then it's interesting because when we're in a super bullish market, uh, depending on if we're in the middle or the top, uh, it seems like there can be a lot of, uh, pushing it one way or the other, uh, in the sense of like when we're at a very top, that's when you get like the super mainstream media, you know, CNBC, ABC, all these sorts of things, uh, doing very bullish headlines, whereas when you're at the bottom, they're, they're doing very bearish. So this super mainstream media, and I actually think this is going to shift in the next four years as more people come into this, but it, it, it is in retroactively has signaled tops. Uh, but when, when you're reading FUD, when you're in a small dip right now, I actually take that as a super bearish, uh, it's a super bearish, uh, sorry, super bullish narrative because it's actually indicating that the, the big money players are trying to push it a little further in the direction. Because when you have so many bullish metrics on the market, uh, on the market with on-chain metrics and you know, bullish pattern setups and all this sort of stuff, but then you get a FUD article that actually isn't something negative. That's just market manip- manipulators trying to get to squeeze the last bit of dollars out of the the weak hands. That's what that's what I would think. Yeah. And the final thing I'll say to that, unless T. Shroom, you want to say something? No, I, I think Kelly put it pretty well, honestly. 
last thing I'll say to that is I want to mention that liquidation point that I, that I talked about earlier, and then we're going to jump into an intermission and speak to the community and everything, is that there was, over the last um, little while, this is, by the way, on coinglass.com forward slash liquidation data. I have a uh, drop down here called research pages. You should, too. This is a, a site I check pretty frequently. This shows you liquidation data on all the major exchanges, uh, OKX, Binance, Bybit, uh, FTX, Huobi, BitMEX, Dairy Bit, Bitfinex, etc., etc., we saw in the span of eight hours about $200 million worth of longs being liquidated. But also take a look at this. That was, you know, in the last 24 hours with this drop. All those longs got liquidated. We're on a four-hour chart here. Those longs got liquidated on this candlestick and this candlestick. In these two candlesticks, $200 million of longs got liquidated. A lot of people entered their trade too early. That's what I was talking about earlier. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, take a look at the rate over here. The market is 81% long. 81% long. So, yes, everybody who is long right now and in a leverage trade, now, if you're not in a leverage trade, it's a little different. But if you're in a leverage trade, I think you entered a long too early. That's my opinion. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not your financial advisor, and this is not financial advice, as the old saying goes. But the mere fact that 81% of people are long right now, according to coinglass.com forward slash liquidation data, tells me that the retail is on board with the idea that we're about to see a major rally, or they wouldn't all be long, would they? Now, here's the thing. We also just saw $200 million worth of longs getting liquidated, and guess what Bitcoin did? It set a higher high, or higher low, at $48,400 above the previous low at $48,000, which was above the previous low of $45,700. So we're having liquidations happen, longs getting liquidated, dropping the market, and we're still setting higher lows. Guys, we are in such a bullish setup right now. It's not even funny. Tune in tomorrow because if it blows up, you're gonna, you're, we're going to talk about it. Let's go ahead and move into our intermission here. And we will uh, check in with the chat. You know, the last thing I want to say before we even get there, Jeff, is just you know, talking about these people entering these long positions. I just, I just want to go. Like, it's just so hard to continue to see this happen. Uh TA called this. It like did. TA called this. Uh, uh, go back and watch last week when we talked about that number was fifty two. Guess what the price topped out at fifty two sixty two. Like we it, yeah, it went up it it sixty two dollars above what we said. We were close. <laughs> <laughs> we we talked about how that's exactly what manipulators do. They drive trains when the when when they want the price to go up. They drive this bearish train to scare everybody. When they want the price to go down, they purposely FOMO people in. They make the price look really really advantageous. And to where people say, this is a great price action. I'm going to go and enter a long trade. And then they get liquidated because that was part of the play the whole time. If you're reading technical analysis, though, and you prepare yourself with a strategy, you would be riding this right now because everything Jeb said is absolutely true. We are set up for a massive bullish movement. But I guarantee there are thousands. How many people were liquidated? Uh, $200 million. $200 million. I don't know how many people that was separated, but there's $200 million saying and actually i, I don't was, want bitcoin right it now. was actually closer to 300 million that yeah. was that was 204 in eight hours the unfortunate thing is that was almost 300 million dollars of uneducated trading yep they didn't know what they were doing and they tried to wing it if you just wing things sometimes you make a lot of money and that's really great and sometimes you get burned and it scares you i was talking short story and then we'll go to chat i was in t-mobile yesterday caleb got a new phone and uh, and the lady was we were just making small talk and she was like so what do you guys do and, and caleb explained what our business was and i was like yeah you know we, we teach people how to trade crypto she's like oh okay uh like are you guys still in that like is that good i i just liquidated all my stuff because i i just got tired of the up and down i lost some money and i was just like man if you knew how to read the market you would there's a lot of people leaving right now and a lot of people coming in at the same time the more people are educated, that's what this channel is all about, educating people to yep. make wise investments so you don't FUD out or FOMO into anything. Absolutely. But anyways, yeah. we've got a lot of Super Chats. That, that took some time. But yeah. I, I think T-Stream has something he wants to share. Go for oh. it. I've, got a, I've got a fun little analogy uh, to kind of 
to kind of put the cherry on top of what T.A. Tim is trying to uh, articulate, and he has done so very well. Think about it like this. is like you've got a lot of hedge fund traders and a lot of ex-hedge fund traders who've been playing the big leagues. They've been playing in the NFL for years and years, and they've been practicing uh, their manipulation techniques in huge, huge markets like uh, traders that trade U.S. Steel and Apple and Amazon and oil markets. And those are markets where they have very large quantities of experienced traders. There's not a lot of noobs getting into oil and steel and trading, you know, mm. uh, different different things like that. So when they look at, at crypto comes around, they see crypto as like, you know, this is like the New England Patriots about to <laughs> yeah. go be able to play some high school teams, right? And so that doesn't that shouldn't discourage <laughs> you from being in crypto. That should yeah. just give you the awareness of the the landscape that you're playing in. So yeah, absolutely. Well, let's keep it moving here. We're a few minutes behind. Yeah, We're see, crypto, crypto source Rex again said headed to Miami from Colorado to, for Bitcoin conference in January. Would like to bring you guys some Breckenridge bourbon for the decanter <sighs> up in crypto bourbon up for a crypto bourbon visit. Yeah. Uh, well, I got whatever this thing's called to put it in there. Yeah, we're. Did you say it again? I don't remember what it's called. Decanter. decanter. Er, decanter. A decanter. Decanter. I, I've been to Decanter. That's a town in Georgia. No, but we're uh, not all of us. But <laughs> who all is going, Jeb? Because there's uh, some of us myself, going. Myself. Um, Gosh, who is going? I think myself, Greg. Myself, Greg, who's our salesperson. He might be here. Uh, Zach Fletcher. Zach, who is our editor, and also Shannon, who is our chief marketing officer. And and during that Friday when Jeb's gonna be traveling, uh, May and I will be here for the show. Y'all be around. Uh, I think the... Kelly will be back in New York at that point. But T Shroom might still be here. We don't know yet. There's a chance. I'll be I'll be back in New York. Uh, I'm heading back on the eighth, so I'll be doing the Zoom thing with you guys. Yeah. But then I'll be back uh, towards the end of January to jump back in with you guys for a couple weeks. Yep. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll keep moving on. Mike Markle said, "Hey team, welcome back. Any plans to talk about staking ADA? Something I've been considering. Just curious about your thoughts." Um, we might. Uh, we've talked about doing more staking and you know yield farming content in the future. Like I said, we got a lot of new stuff coming in the new year, so that might be something that we can talk about in the new year. Okay. Any more? Uh, yeah, but a lot more. I mean, we're probably not going to be able to read all of them during yeah. this break. Well, we got time for two more. Yeah, Desert Crypto ETH said, I use Daedalus. 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 Okay, a, wallet for ADAX. Welcome for, back, gents. Hope you all had a great Christmas. Daedalus is, the, is a Cardano wallet, and if it's okay. if, obviously ADAX is built on top of Cardano, so that wallet would work for that, too, I, I would assume. I haven't moved ADAX, but I believe it would. All right, last one here from Chase Christie saying, would you rather invest in a coin that you know pretty well or a coin that you think will do well in the short term but you don't know a lot about? Absolutely the one I know well. You yeah. never want to invest in something you don't know, guys. There are... I'm going to not go on like a five-minute tirade explaining why, because we are really far behind on the show map, but never, 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 never put a large amount of your money in something that you don't understand. Mm -hmm. You make a lot of money in baseball cards, but if you don't understand baseball cards, you got no business putting money in baseball cards. That's why I don't invest in the stock market. I don't have a dime in stocks. You know that? All of my investments are in this business that I run and crypto because that's what I know. I'm a specialist. You can be a handyman and make 15 bucks an hour doing everything, doing plumbing and electrical and carpentry, or you can be a world-class electrician and make $200 an hour because you're specialized. Specialize, 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 invest in what you know, and you will be glad that you did, and you will also watch it grow. Now, let's talk about Ethereum. Ethereum is currently sitting at $3,900. We're going to run through Ethereum relatively quickly here for the sake of time. And honestly, there's not a lot to talk about on ETH. It is looking kind of similar to Bitcoin. It traded to the upside, rallied to $4,150, traded sideways, and now we're moving to the downside. We're looking at a Bart Simpson pattern here, guys. Ethereum has taken a backseat as Bitcoin is in the setup phase. We've talked about that quite a bit. Ethereum was always going to take the backseat whenever Bitcoin started moving. Bitcoin is the big fish. It is the whale that Ethereum follows. But what Ethereum basically did is that when Bitcoin dropped, Ethereum dropped harder. 
and it fell below both of its uptrending and downtrending levels of, of support right here. We can also look on the daily chart here at the uh, MACD, and we can see that there is likely to be a bearish MACD cross coming into Ethereum relatively soon. And you can also see, just like on Bitcoin, we did not manage to break into the BCZ, the bullish control zone. We are still down here around 44. That means that the bears are still very much in charge. Taking a look at volume, volume is relatively low. Not necessarily a bad thing, but it does mean that I'm not getting a ton of confidence in the bulls just yet, maybe in the next few days. But I'm most certainly sensing that Bitcoin is the one leading this market. Bitcoin looks like it's insanely bullish. Ethereum looks like it's kind of getting the short end of the stick right now. And that's actually what this article was talking about earlier with all these whales selling their Ethereum. I think that's what's going on in Ethereum right now. People are selling their Ethereum into altcoins and rotating them into Bitcoin and the other alts. That's what I'm doing. I've sold a decent amount of my Ethereum that's up 1,500, 2,000% into other altcoins so that I can prepare for the next market cycle. I think that's what's happening quite a bit. I do also believe that Ethereum will do extremely well over the next six months if Bitcoin does, but I also think that Bitcoin is going to be the one to lead us into a new uptrend. Let's take a quick look here at LuxAlgo. LuxAlgo, we have been under a strong sell signal ever since the 16th of November. It's almost like Lux Algo works. This is a confirmed sell signal back over here that has said we are in a downtrend even to this very day. That is a good thing. We want to know whether we're in an uptrending market or a downtrending market. There's primary, secondary, and tertiary trends. We are in a secondary downtrend to the primary uptrend that is a bull market. We have not yet seen a bullish setup on the four-hourly chart. We are currently under a sell signal, and when we saw this strong buy signal, trend catcher never turned green. Remember, we need all three, both of these, and also Lux Oscillator turning green for us to go into an uptrend. It didn't happen, so we are still technically in a downtrend on the four-hourly chart as well. And if we do move to the upside, I would say probably about $4,200 to $4,300 dollars then we do have the potential of having a new um, a new uh, uptrend setup. Now, the main thing that I want to show you that's different between Ethereum and Bitcoin right now is Ethereum over its last two highs and lows has actually set lower highs and lower lows, whereas on Bitcoin, Bitcoin on the flip side has set higher highs and higher lows. So that tells me, just like I said, that Ethereum is the one that is leading, oh, excuse me, Bitcoin is the one that is leading Ethereum. Now, with that said, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump here into AVAX and do a couple of uh, some two minute technicals on some of these altcoins. AVAX right now, Avalanche, is a very, very good project, and it is probably one of my favorite protocols uh, uh, after Ethereum, and it is doing extremely well. It's currently sitting at $131.81. And just a little while ago, sitting down here at 131 on the daily chart, you can see that it has broken bullish and rallied above support that it set back on the, excuse me. Ooh, nice. Golly dang. I'm allergic to AVAX. How about that? I tr I've been trying to hold in a sneeze for the last hour. That's how dedicated I am to this show, guys. It finally came out, though. Sorry about that. We have an uptrend right now on AVAX is what I was saying, and we set support down here around 80. I actually bought some on this uptrend. I think I bought my AVAX I want to say around $93, $94, so it'd be, in, it'd be in profit right now. But we also have a lower high. Basically, what we're doing is we're setting a symmetrical triangle pattern right now on Avalanche that eventually will likely break to the upside. The major level of resistance that you need to be paying attention to is this downtrend right here. That's roughly $122 right now. Big support to look at is $100 flat and also this uptrend that is giving us support at around uh, $90 right now, but by the time we get to it, it'll probably be around $100. I do think that Avalanche will break bullish out of this. Its volume is decreasing, which is what you want to see during a symmetrical triangle pattern. I think it'll break to the upside with quite a bit of exuberance in the next two weeks, but that is only going to happen if Bitcoin allows it to because Bitcoin is in a major uptrend. Avalanche is one of those projects that I think people are selling Ethereum into. Avalanche is, if I were to look at the AVAX over ETH chart, which I'm not going to for the sake of time, I have a feeling Avalanche has been outperforming ETH for quite some time now. But let's also take a look at DOT and ICON, guys. A lot of people are asking about Polkadot and ICON. I scooped up some Polkadot on the dip. 
Polkadot right now sitting at number 10. It's doing very, very well. I believe I scooped some up around, I want to say $32 or about $30 or $28, somewhere in there. I'm about break even on the Polkadot I bought. I bought it for the long run. Polkadot is in a very interesting position, though, because it just bounced off of a long-term uptrending level of support that runs straight through the market. You can see it is uh, set by this point on the 20th of January. Then also these levels here, this level here, and then we also set support here. We're bouncing off of that right now, and it looks like we are trying to, I mean, to be honest with you, I'm not the Wyckoff expert in the room here, but this almost kind of looks like it entered, if not a Wyckoff setup, a at dot. least a fall uh, dot. Yeah, on the four-hourly chart. Take a look at that yeah, and tell me what look. you think. It, it, even if it didn't enter a Wyckoff uh, accumulation, it definitely entered a falling wedge that it has broken bullish out of. Taking a look at Lux Algo, we can see uh, that it is under a confirmed uptrend, or it was. It is now back under a confirmed downtrend. So, you know, take what, do with that what you will. But for a while there, it wasn't a confirmed uptrend. That means that, you know, DOT, even though it might be done with that uptrend at the moment, and it, has having a small, it is having a small correction from 33 down to 28, that it is uh, in position for a major rally if Bitcoin allows it to. Now, moving on here, we're also going to take a look at Icon. Icon is one of is the second biggest gainer in the last 24 hours. And the very interesting thing about Icon is that for a long time, it was one of the top 10, top 15, top 20 projects back when I got into the cryptocurrency space. Now it's all the way down at 85. I heavily encourage you to be careful about investing in any project that has a chart that looks like this. Icon, when it was launched, ran up to $9, pulled all the way back down to $0.27, cents, and then it's currently trading at $1.71. Is Icon a good project? No comment. I haven't done a lot of research on it in the last two years. I used to look at it a lot. They were trying to develop smart contracts for medical records and all kinds of stuff back when I was looking at it, you know, back during the 2017 bull market, beginning of the 2018 bear market. It has underperformed for the last three years, plain and simple. But as far as the price action chart is concerned, because you might not want to invest in it, but there's always trades to be made. It has probably undergone one of the largest rallies in the entire top 100 right now, 85% in 13 days. Should you invest or more accurately trade Icon? It is under, I assume right now, a strong uptrend on Luxalgo. Yeah, it is. It's in a strong uptrend. That's great. It does, I assume, have more volume coming into it. I'm doing all this on the fly. We're doing two-minute technicals here, guys. Yes, it does have more volume. If you look at its technicals, they're probably going to look very bullish. Here's the problem. It's up 85% in 14 days. It's, I'll just say it, based on its price, a dead project. And also, it is the largest performing altcoin in the last 14 days while Bitcoin hasn't even started its uptrend yet. You're buying the top if you buy in right now, at least in my opinion. But, of course, I'm not your financial advisor. Let's go ahead and check in with chat, though, Tim. And then if you want to yeah. say anything on that avalanche, Wyckoff, you can. No, you said it was Dot. Dot, uh, I'm sorry. I, I actually, so I think there are principles of what Richard Wyckoff teaches that's not perfect, but I would not call this an accumulation phase. There's a couple reasons why I won't get into details of. But what I do think it was was a, we just broke bullish out of a falling wedge. Yeah, that's what I said, uh, too. I want to do more analysis on this current rally, but there's a, there's a couple reasons. It followed some principles of accumulation. But what I really think happened here is I think the price action mimicked what Bitcoin was doing, um, but at places outperformed it and other places were a little lower. I, I wouldn't say that there was I don't think that there were whales sitting here trying to manipulate dot. Uh, I'll just put it that way. As far as Super Chat, uh, Super Chat's going. We have a couple more here from Crypto Sam. We have one that says, will you make a sh Oh, no, you made that one. Uh, maybe he said it again. I want to know about the shorting video, but you said we'd put it on a C2A. Yeah, that's a uh, C2A topic. Tristan Jensen Schmidt said, Seasons, <laughs> after that, Schmidt, I want to say Schmidt, Seasons. Uh, seasons greetings. Best DeFi projects for BSC at the moment, Beefy Finance. Yes, okay. 
Uh, gotcha. Well, let me go ahead and, uh, yeah, let's keep reading them. Let's see what else we have. Yeah, you don't know. Can, can I have I, no idea. Nah. Can I make a brief? Uh, I'll make a brief comment. Uh, super, super useful tool that you can use when you're looking up these different uh, DeFi pro, uh, pro, uh, projects is go to DeFiLlama.com. Yeah, that's uh, a good site. DeFi and Llama is spelled with two L's, D, uh, DeFi, L-L-A-M-A. Uh, and you can go through every different chain from Avalanche yeah, I'll show to it on Solana. My screen. All this these things a- you can really check out where the total value lies. It's awesome, awesome product. Yeah, no, this is actually in my research tab, guys. This is a great, great, you can show it on my screen. This is a great site. And this is what I've been talking about, about uh, TVL, total value locked. I mean, we're sitting it on, I believe I'm looking at just Ethereum right here, something like a quarter billion dollars in total value locked. It's ridiculous. There's so much money in crypto right now, guys. And by the way, even before we read another super chat, I want to show this. I meant to mention this earlier. Uh, Nunya Business at Platizow showed the difference between the S&P 500 and Bitcoin, how they're both in, and Kelly retweeted this, and I retweeted also. Both of these markets, the S&P 500, it's an index of the top 500 companies in the United States of America on the on the uh, uh, New York Stock Exchange, I believe, is uh, in an ascending triangle pattern, broke bullish out of it, and is moving up several points. The You can't see it right here, so I'll close it. The tweet actually says, a $40 trillion market cap asset class like the S&P 500 in the stock market just reached new all-time highs. How much capital did that take? Now, tell me why Bitcoin can't do the same with a market cap of less than $1 trillion. And by the way, probably more hype than the entire stock market has right now. It is in an ascending triangle pattern just the same on the weekly chart bitcoin in my opinion is about to undergo one of the largest in fact the largest market capitalization rallies in the history of the of this entire sector with that said let's keep reading some super chats yeah a couple more here we have one from fitness firearms finance and food that's four a, f's that's a name uh any thoughts on v- vlas network i don't does anybody else here have one uh, wait, wait, wait. vlas or velas uh, velas I've no idea what that is. Never heard, never heard of it. Sorry, bud. Here's a great super chat. This is, you know, this is why we even have this channel. Samuel Bryan said, I love your show and I appreciate you sharing your love for Jesus. I will soon be out of debt because of you guys. Thank you for your content. That's amazing, Samuel. That's why we do what we do. Guys, every company has a mission and a vision. What are ours? Our vision is we want to, we have a vision of helping you reach financial freedom. What does that mean? We want you to help. We want to help you become free of uh, debt and poverty, but we also want to help you become free from financial institutions that don't have your best interest at heart. There are some, there are some Central American countries that, entire percentage points, 5-10% of their entire GDP is going to fees in re- in international remittances. That is the modern equivalent of financial servitude. We want to help you guys and all of our viewers around the world become financially free, but it's deeper than that. Why do we want you to become financially free? Because I want you guys to be living a purpose-driven life because I believe that's what God calls each and every single one of us to do, and I also believe that's where you're going to find fulfillment, happiness, joy, and peace is walking in the purpose that God has given you every single day. So I'm very happy to hear that, Samuel Bryan. Yeah. You are an example of what we are trying to help everybody become, which is financially free and live a purpose-driven life. Yeah. Last one I see here from Sound Buzz. It's about Sharpay. Sharpay is a meme in the space via SpaceX rocket. I love this channel. Keep it up. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. Thank you. Well, let me go ahead and ask Kelly a question here. Kelly, I want to dive back into that topic of the fact that 81% of the market right now, as far as liquidations, have just been uh, the 81% of the liquidations that have happened in the last, I believe this is week, have been longs. Why do you think so many longs are getting liquidated? And the deeper question there is, why do you think so many people are long right now? Well, first up, 
so many of those longs will get liquidated because just as uh, T. Shroom pointed out, it is essentially easy, free money to these uh, people that are really understand the mar markets. They can really read this. If you throw in a leverage long, you're just adding to that green stack on, on the on-chain metric that people are seeing, uh, the, the big money players. And when they see that's far, far at disproportionate to basically being more balanced, uh, they see it as, as very easy, very easy access money. In addition to all the TA that we've done today, we're in a bullish ascending wedge or ascending triangle. Uh, we're, we're meeting at resistance right at 52. And I would say, you know, one of the things that took me long, uh, it took me several lost trades to figure out was because your resistance is at 52, you don't put in the trade at 50, $52,061. You wait till you get sizable volume pushing past that resistance, breaking through it, having a confirmation, then you put in your trade. And so, you know, when you're, when, when you're disproportionately long and still within or under a resistance level, it's just easy free money for the, for these, uh, the big money players to, to take. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Tim, what would you say to that? Why do you think so many people are long right now, even though we really haven't seen a confirmed break to the upside? Because what does that speak to the sentiment? I, I, I think it, it has to do with the, uh, a hype, you know, they see that price going up. Also, how many people, uh, I just, uh, how many people are like this? They wanted to make a trade. They want to make money and they don't see longevity. They see right now, they see what money can I put in my pocket next week? Because I, I heard my friend, Billy Joe over here, he made $40,000 two weeks ago on an investment trade. I want to do that. Bitcoin's been boring for the last couple of weeks. This looks like my golden shot. Let me go ahead and jump in and make this trade. And then boom. They liquidated. Tragic story. Unfortunately, a lot of those people will probably never trade again. They'll never invest again. Like I, that T-Mobile assistant the other day, she, she had a bad history with it. So she just, she liquidated. She said she broke even. She got what she wanted. She's out. I don't anticipate she's going to get back into crypto for a while. She will eventually uh, because she'll see it that she made a mistake. But I think there's a lot of people like that. And I think it comes from a, a, a space of not understanding to look at things from a big perspective, not understanding to say, hey, it's not just about listening to my friend or watching a YouTube channel. It's about, am I reading the news? Am I understanding what's happening? Am I reading the TA? Do I understand how to read TA? Am I understanding what's happening on the on-chain metrics? You have to know how to do those things. Otherwise, you are literally shooting in the dark. And guess what? Every now and then, you, you connect with something. But how often? How many shots do you have to take? Even with, even if you do all those things correctly, no one is ever going to call the market 100% of the time perfectly. But if you can call it 70, maybe even 80, I've heard of some people making upwards of 85, 90% successful trades. That's great. But that, guess what? That's 10 to 15% failed trades where they lost money, potentially got liquidated. But they learned. It's not about always winning or failing. It's about learning. And the more you learn, the more you succeed. And so I think it really boils down to a bunch of a bunch of people who just really, really wanted to make money, had been waiting for a long time. They saw a shot. They didn't really know what they were doing, though. They didn't understand what was happening in the market. And they pulled the trigger in the dark and they missed. I think it comes down to two words, guys, patience and humility. And I'll explain both patience, because what most people that just got liquidated did is they entered a long trade on probably 50 or 100 X leverage, maybe even only 10 or 25 X leverage. I say only 10 or 25 X leverage. Even that leverage is extremely dangerous if you don't know what you're doing. If there's any doubt in your mind as whether or not you're using too much leverage, you're using too much leverage. Ask Kelly over here. I'm going to get to him in a second. The first point is patience. I actually don't think there's anything wrong with entering a, a trade right now. If you're going to if you're planning on swing trade, and you're going to hold it for two or three 
three months. Mm -hmm. I think the indicators are telling us, yeah, we're about to undergo a major rally, and I don't have a problem with getting in right now if you're going to hold it for a long time. When I was saying that people made a mistake of entering right now too early is that there's a lot of people who entered a trade expecting to be in it for two or three days at the most because they thought, oh, I'm going to enter the trade, and then magically the market is just going to rally. Well, you know, there's a funny thing about crypto. It's like every time you buy, especially the more leverage you're on, the market just wants to dump just to, just to knock you out. It really wants to show you how much you need patience. So I would encourage you that if you are buying the market right now, probably not a good time yet to be entering a day trade, an intraday trade an intraday trade, excuse me, or to be entering a scalp trade. However, it might be a good time to be entering a swing trade that you're going to hold for two, three, four, five uh, weeks, maybe a month or two. That's not necessarily a bad thing. So remember one, patience. And it's very difficult to remember patience if you are heavily relying on 50 or 100x leverage. Leverage is not used to take 100% of your portfolio, which is $10,000, and make it worth a million dollars so that you can trade and make you know, $20,000 in every trade. The point of leverage is to lower the amount of your portfolio that you're using. Trade with 2% of your portfolio, but have the same power as if you're trading with 50% of it. That's really the point of it. So one, remember patience, but two, remember humility. I think a lot of people are going to get burned and they're going to get wrecked and they're going to lose $200, $300 million cumulatively, cumulatively like we just talked about. And they're going to leave the space and they're never going to come back and they're going to be they're going to be sad about it. Whenever you lose money in trading, which by the way, if it hasn't happened yet, it's going to. I guarantee you, I can't make many promises in TA, but I can promise you this. If you trade consistently, at some point you're going to lose a lot of money on one of those trades. I promise you it will happen. It's happened to all of us. And uh, you have two things that you can do in that situation. Either one, you can get burned and you can walk away and say, ah, this isn't for me, which, hey, maybe it's not for you. If it's not for you, maybe the stock market's for you. We're here to help you with cryptocurrency, though. You can walk away. You can get burned. You can get butthurt. You can blame the whales. You can blame the YouTubers. You can blame everybody else. Or you can do what it takes to grow and actually make your millions here. And that's what Kelly did. Kelly, can you tell them the story of your $65,000 tuition? (laughs) Yeah, so I I can say, honestly, I've never lost a dollar in cryptocurrency, <laughs> a dollar. But I have I have paid uh, the necessary tuition for my ability to understand what needed to happen. I, I, I basically, just like uh, TA Tim was saying a second ago, I got to a point where I was, I really had I'm super consistent winning trades, like somewhere like, I would say about, about 85 out of 100 trades consistently. And I just got a little too, I, I forgot that word that the Jeb points out, humility. And I forgot that word, uh, what greed means and patience means. And uh, so I took this. This is this isn't like last week, by the way. This is years ago. Uh, 2018, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. Uh, yeah, 2018. And uh, yeah, and I, and I essentially I was trading. I was trading on my whole portfolio on spot, which is can be OK, but it, you shouldn't do that. Uh, and then I basically, I you know, I was like, man, if I'm so consistent, man, if I just traded this on leverage, son, mm-hmm. yo, let me just throw it all in. And I mean, I'm talking like the first trade that got me hooked was a good yep. trade. Second trade, I lost $65,000. And it was probably about the first $65,000 that I had ever gotten. So I called that tuition. I stopped doing leverage trading. I, I went back. I put myself back in training, back in school, humility. And I uh, didn't trade for over a year. I just kept DCAing. I didn't stop DCAing. And I just, yep. I do want to point something out. <laughs> when we talk about longs on this on this show, uh, we've said it in a number of different ways. And we're saying, it might not be a good time to enter along. It's always a good time to DCA, one. Absolutely right. It's always a good time to invest if you're going to be somebody that holds. You have to hold, have a time 
horizon, you know, past, you know, two, three, four years. And it's, it's always a good thing. And I'm just going to reinforce, we are so bullish right now. When we say don't do a long, don't do it, you know, on leverage until we get past some certain resistances. And when you do it, then do it with smaller conservative, uh, uh, whatever X you're going to, you're going to do because all the MVTs, uh, the ratios, the on-chain metrics, everything says bull. So just be patient. It will pop when it pops. Yep, absolutely, guys. If you remember the core, here's the deal, guys. Technical analysis is absolutely critical. Technical analysis is the tool. It is the hammer. It is the chisel. It is the drill. It is the screwdriver for a carpenter. But the mindset is the way that you guide your hands to using that tool. So let me give you an example. You can be very good at a hammer and you'll make 20 bucks an hour framing. But if you have the mindset of a master carpenter, you're invaluable because you could be hired to redo the roof in the Sistine Chapel. You could be hired to, you know, put a, to do some renovation work on the White House. If you have the mindset, that's worth infinitely more than your knowledge of how to use the tool. Now, hear me here. You have to know how to use the tool to be able to graduate to the point where you can make $100,000 an hour with that mindset. You can make $100,000 an hour public speaking, or you can make 20 bucks an hour, you know, giving a talk at a, at, at, at a college as like a, a teacher's aide or something. The point is you need the tool to graduate to where the mindset is important, but you really need both if you want to make the money. If you know how to use technical analysis, you might make $10,000 a month. If you know the mindset and the trading, you can make millions a month. But you got to know both. And if you want to learn technical analysis, the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy is the number one place to do that. Because what kind of carpenter would you be without a hammer? What kind of painter would you be without a paintbrush? You have to know how to use the tool. If you want to be a profitable trader, you must know technical analysis. It is not up for debate. Now, there are plenty of ways you can learn it. I encourage you to learn technical analysis in the way that suits you best. And if that's with somebody else, we want you to seek financial freedom, whether that's through us or not. But if you have found value today in what we have taught, then we have been running the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy for nearly four years now. It launched September 23rd of 2018. We've helped over 5,000 students learn how to do technical analysis. We put the tools, the hammers, and the paintbrushes in their hands so that they can go and make their money so that they can become financially free and seek a purpose-driven life and provide for their family and, you know, have money on the sideline whenever their dad's in the hospital and they need help or, or you know, support the mission or the ministry that they have. Our dream is not for you to be able to buy a fancier car. Our dream is for you to be able to have a nice home to raise your family in. Guys, that's what my dream is. If that's your dream and you want to learn technical analysis so that you can go and make some money in crypto and provide for yourself and your family and your community and your church, I believe genuinely that CT2A is the best place to do that. Tim, what do you think about education in crypto? Can you give us some, like, just some final general pieces of advice about trading wisdom, not financial advice, before we wrap it out? Last thing I would say, you know, there's a, there a comment on here, and I, I know it was a joke, so I don't want to, you know, say this person actually believes this, but they, they echoed what I think a lot of people feel, and they said, I'm tired of education. Like, I, I, I'm tired of learning. Yeah. Uh, and again, I think they were joking, but I think there's a lot of people that think that way. If you think that because you have finished high school or college or your master's degree or your PhD that you are done learning, you're wrong. Yep. The whole purpose of life is to continue to learn. Those are organized for us to learn in a certain way. But in reality, all of life is about learning as we go yep. to the grave. You are learning new things every single day. Yep. The smartest, wealthiest, and most influential people in the world continue to read books, continue to up their, you know, up their surroundings of who influences them. You know, in football, which is a world I really understand, the best coaches that last 
centuries, not like five years, because a couple coaches have a couple good years. The ones that last 10, 15, 20 years continuously surround themselves with new thinkers so that they can continue to learn the game. Nick Saban might be one of the greatest. Bill Belichick, they are the greatest coaches of all times. They don't know everything. They continue to learn. That's mm-hmm. my world. Think about your world. Go look at the best in your world. And I guarantee you not a single one of them sitting at the top that had been there for a while stopped learning. I believe it was Socrates who said on his deathbed that I that the oracle told me that I'm the wisest of all of the Greeks because I alone know that I know nothing. If basically the world's first philosopher and at his time probably the smartest guy, wisest guy on planet Earth said on his deathbed that he doesn't know a thing and history has proven him right. He didn't know Jack. What do we know? But we should always continue to learn because that's where your financial freedom is going to come from. If you enjoyed today's show, hit that like button. Let's see if we can get to 2,000 likes on this stream. And also make sure to subscribe to the fastest growing number one technical analysis channel on crypto YouTube. And also make sure to follow all of us on Twitter. I'm at CryptoJeb. Tim is at TATM. And you'll see all those run down here on the bottom of the screen here in just a little bit. And guys, make sure to tune in tomorrow and the next day because Thursday we have a year in review stream set up. I believe we're going to be doing that Thursday. We're going to look back on the year. We're going to talk about some of the biggest stuff. I'm also going to be on Naomi Brock. Well, show, and we're going to talk about 2021 year in review, and we're going to be getting ready for 2022 because, guys, you thought 2021 was good for your portfolio. You thought that we made a lot of money in 2021. You ain't seen nothing yet. This channel had 55k subs when the when the uh, year started, about 70,000 followers across all platforms. We're at 270,000 now. We want to grow a lot, and we want to grow our team. We want to grow our our, uh, our lineup of shows, and we're going to bring you so much content. And I cannot wait. Now we do have one final thing that we need to do, and we need to make price predictions. We do have to make so price predictions. I just want to clarify to everyone who's still watching. Yeah, go leave it to me to ruin the moment. I said centuries, which is 100 years. I meant decades. Uh, but, uh, you know, the moment's over. Remember so. me. Whatever. All right, so I have everyone's prediction locked in except for Jeb. So you are up first. I am up first. Let's see. So for anyone who doesn't know how we do this, we are doing our price predictions for Thursday. We normally do these for no, Friday. No, Friday because we're going to have a Friday show. No, we're not. It's Christmas Eve. It's New Year's Eve. Yeah, but there's a chance that we're going to hold off. Okay, we might be here Friday. We have to find out about that. Otherwise, so, well... Let's do we'll it talk for, later. We'll talk let's later. do it for Thursday because okay. we know we're going to be here Thursday for for certain. So Thursday for Thursday, and if you guys need to update your price predictions, go ahead. My per, my price prediction for Thursday for Bitcoin at nine thirty is fifty one thousand two hundred and fifty dollars. Say that one more time. Fifty one two fifty. All right. That puts you towards the bottom, but in the middle. I so, like it. I'm going to read from the bottom. To the top, who what people's predictions are. Can, can I just note something real quick, though? What do you want? This is the last price predictions for the year. That's it a is. good point. It is. This is the last price That's predictions. That's a good point. Can I change? No <laughs> changing. Oh, my God. No changing. This is a big moment, guys. We, we started this year. Dun, 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 dun. So. The lowest dun, 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 dun. prediction of the five of us, Tim, Smay, T-Shroom, Jeb, and Kelly, is Kelly. Mm. Kelly predicts $50,100. Oh. So that, that is the Maybe. absolute lowest. Jeb, you come in right behind him at fifty-one two fifty. So a good, like that. good thousand like wants to change am, over man, him. So far. Uh, <laughs> above above you is T Shroom with fifty-two thousand eight hundred. I love my price prediction. You're right there in the middle. You're I sandwiched. love my prediction. <laughs> Smay. 
you almost were the top, but yours was fifty three thousand. Uh, that really sucks. I I am predicting this may does not win. That's not gonna happen. Sorry. Because uh, Tea Shroom is literally two hundred dollars lower than you, <laughs> and I'm less than two hundred dollars higher than you. Oh wow. Oh no. Uh, my prediction is the highest, and I I you know there's a chance that the low ones happen. I I think that we could be seeing a breakout happen very soon. I'm predicting fifty three one seventeen. I will uh, caveat. I did think I was bidding for Friday, but I still like it for Thursday because I do think that we're rallying, and I love being the top because I think that big things are coming for Bitcoin. But let us know in the comments, not in the chat. You can put it in the chat, but we're not going to see that one. In the comment section, if you have a prediction you would like to make, put that in the comments below this video, and I would love to read and see who uh, gets the closest. Absolutely, guys. Well, like I said, if you enjoyed today's stream, make sure to smash those like buttons, uh, that like button, subscribe to the channel, follow us all on Twitter, and make sure to sign up for CT2A. And by the way, Lux Algo, like I said, does have a lifetime deal going on right now. That will be expiring, I'm pretty sure, at midnight on New Year's Eve, moving into the new year. So you only got a couple days left on that. Make sure to get those because Lux Algo is a tool. CT2A is going to teach you how to use it and a lot of other stuff on, in technical analysis. So make sure that you get those things if you haven't already. Invest in your future, guys. And always remember, investment in your education is one of the best investments you will ever make. I firmly believe in investment in your education and in your identity are two of the strongest investments you will ever make, even better than most cryptos. Anyway, guys, before I go, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Oh, I got a real good feeling. We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacD Media.